The Diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at WYNNBET.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store. Welcome everybody to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin and training camp is right around the corner. Do a little training camp preview. What we want to see, what we don't want to see out of the Eagles as they kick things off here in the 2021 season. But there's some news to get to before we actually get into the training camp preview. We, I, I, I'm, I feel like I'm speaking for the podcast. We don't want to see this Deshaun Watson trade happen, but Howard Eskin came out and said, there's a 90% chance that if Deshaun Watson is traded, he will end up being a Philadelphia Eagle that and the Zach Ertz news of him seemingly like he's going to report and him hanging out at the facility, Rob, who is more likely to be an Eagle at the end of the season, Zach Ertz or Deshaun Watson. Zach Ertz. Um, look, I can get behind this. I, I've been, I thought it was time to move on, but at the same time, Ertz has been a great Eagle. If he can, you know, I, I do think last year he was a little mopey. I, he admitted the contract uh, affected his play, but if he comes back, if he buys in with a new, um, you know, new coaching staff, I, I think he can still have a productive season. And you know, look, he's still getting a decent contract. It's, I, I don't buy that he's way underpaid or that another team's going to give him this big contract that oh, he's yeah. looking for. So uh, I think him, uh, in, uh, I am all in on Hertz for this season. I don't want to entertain any trade. Um, obviously, Watson has issues. No one's trading for him right now. But more importantly, irrespective of that, I want to see what Hertz has. Uh, again, if he has something and we have three first round picks next year and don't have to spend yeah. it on a QB, that is the best case scenario for this franchise. Justin Deshaun Watson gets traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. What's your reaction when that happens? And it seems like if they traded for Deshaun Watson, you would almost certainly have to trade uh, Jalen hurts in that, in that trade, because you would be creating almost another QB controversy. If you didn't, what's your reaction to, to hearing Deshaun Watson? There's just so much smoke. Uh, I'm worried that Deshaun Watson trade could happen. Look, there's just, uh, <laughs> there's so many things to be said for making a move like that. And uh, if, if that's going to take place, I think that 
Um, there's no reason for it and the how we should be out if we make a move like that. And number one, the baggage that comes along with Deshaun Watson right now and all of those allegations that come along with him. Number two, I mean, the guys played really well. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, I don't even know if he's the thing that could catapult us into, you know, winning a Super Bowl anyway. So I don't think you make those drastic measures. Number three, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely too late in the season at this point to do it. I mean, maybe if it was earlier and you're getting everything ready and you can get, uh, you know, all of the PR moves and things like that in order and try to get things in order. But I think at this point, guys have really rallied behind her. You've heard a lot of great things um, from the team and you've, you heard to said all of the right things. Why would you do that to the team um, going into the season like that? So it doesn't make any sense to me to make that move. Yeah. And I just want to say, I, I am so sick of seeing those stories. I, I mean, I think <laughs> well, and, and, half of the reporters are just speculating, okay, the Eagles have three first round picks. So clearly they could make a trade if we wanted to, but I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not convinced that there's all these sources saying, yes, Jeffrey Lurie wants to make that trade. I mean, as we know, there are serious issues he is facing. Um, we don't know what the outcome is going to be, but they are serious issues. And I can't imagine we are making a trade right now for him. Um, I, I, I can't see it. And irrespective of all the issues, I would be more in favor if Hertz does not work out of going and getting the top in a new guy, draft, yeah. the top QB. You get that rookie contract. We've already seen that is how you can really catapult your team to make a run if you have that rookie deal at a QB. So I, I don't want a piece of it anyway. I'm all in on Hertz. And if he doesn't work out, I want to go get the top uh, college player in the next draft with those picks. Yeah, and this is the season to kick the tires on Hertz. I mean, give him a chance. See what we got. I mean, we have nothing to lose this season. It's not like we need to go all in to try and win a Super Bowl at this point, right? So let's see what he what we can do with him. As Rob pointed out, we got those three first round draft picks next season. We'll have some more cap space cleared up too. So if we got to make some crazy changes at the end of this season, it's actually doable to put a solid contender in order if necessary. And if not, and Hertz plays really well, then hey, we got a quarterback and we can use you know one of those picks in order to get somebody else that we could um, utilize. I, I think the move as a reporter, and I'm realizing this as, as a podcast host as well, is to attach a percentage to your prediction and say like 90, 95%, because then if it happens, you'll look, I called it, I called it all along. And then if it doesn't happen, then you'll, well, yeah, I mean, there was a 5% chance it wasn't going to happen. And that was one of the outcomes. So as long as you give yourself an out on the percentages, I think you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, I, I don't think anyone's talking about a, the injury history he has. He's, he's had uh, two ACL injuries already in his career and healthy as of late, but uh, that's certainly something to factor in. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it just seems like, why not give Hertz that shot? He, yeah, you're right. I mean, like guys are rallying around him. There seems to be a little bit momentum and going all in at Deshaun Watson. Why do we have to go all in? We were just all in on, on Carson Wentz. Let's, you know, we don't need, it's like, we just got out of the divorce and uh, they're already looking to like get married again. Let's just date for a little while. Let's just be in the friend zone with Jalen hurts for a while. It, it It's too much, too fast. Uh, Zach Ertz, though. I, I, you know, the idea of like having Zach Ertz around, sure. That's fine. 
maybe he won't have his mopey attitude, but I do think it's not a good move for the team. Like this year is all about playing the young guys, giving Dallas Goddard that chance to be the guy. If you're paying Zach Ertz $8 million to be a backup tight end, that just makes no sense. And then they're going to force 12 personnel on the team. And we're not going to see enough of the three receivers set. Um, and then also like eight and a half million dollars. Like there's stuff you can do with eight and a half million dollars. You can either save the cap space this year and roll it over to next year, which would be huge or use that money to sign a second cornerback like Steven Nelson. So I, I think again, Zach Ertz, all-time Eagle. He will be in the ring of honor. Love the dude, but it's time to move on. And even if it means getting a sixth or seventh round pick for him, that's fine. And Ertz, to his credit, realizes no one's paying him big money. So if he asks for his release, it's not going to go well. And he's just going to show up and get his eight and a half million uh, until something else happens. Maybe we'll get lucky uh, with an injury somewhere and, and that'll force uh, someone to trade. But if I was the bills, I would definitely be trading for Zach Ertz. And I, and if I was the Eagles, I'll take whatever I can get. Uh, big news though. The banner came down the Carson Wentz banner attached to the stadium came down. We, we had debated kind of like what we wanted to see, what we thought might be out there. The, uh, the image they wanted, they ended up going with was the Super Bowl trophy being held in the air, but it's being held in the air by one Nick Foles. Justin, was that a, uh, was that kind of like an underhanded Howie move? We know Howie is a bit weaselly at times. Do you think they <laughs> deliberately included the Foles? And now Foles is cropped out of the photo, which again, interesting choice there, but everyone knows it's Foles holding that trophy. Do you think that was a slight shot at Wentz on the way out? You know, I, I'd like to think not. I'd like to think that Howie has better things to think about. And I don't oh, think not he's Howie. actually the guy who, who would have said, hey, let's put this banner up. But I, I will I mean, say, Howie, I don't. How is the same guy who was trying to track down uh, leaks for the schedule leaks? He was like pulling people's phone records to see who is leaking the schedule stuff. So I, I don't put any maneuvering or social engineering, uh, you know, past uh, Mr. Howie Roseman. That's fair. But I will say that there's uh, two reasons I don't like the, the choice of the banner. Actually, it, one is that. Um, Foles is still on it. So you do have, you know, people speculating as to, you know, the fact that maybe this is a decision by Howie, like you just pointed out, and we're trying to, um, you know, kind of stick it to Carson there. I'd like to think we're better than that. And we've moved on. It's quite possible though we probably haven't. Um, the other thing too, why I don't like that banner being put up is I think this is a chance and an opportunity for us to move on. And, you know, create a new title team in this situation and and reflecting on 2017, even though it's not that long ago, you know, this is what I consider to be kind of a brand new team now and a way for us to put that behind us and try to create a brand new legacy for these guys who are coming in um, in order to take this team to the next level. So I don't know. I wish we would have picked something else and kind of gone in a different direction. Um, I think Hertz actually would have been a nice candidate to throw on there for a season to see what would yeah, happen. I mean, I, yeah. I, I still kind of would have went with Jason Kelsey. He's a nice bridge from the past to the present kind of a, kind of a guy to carry that torch, the, the foals holding the trophy, but not showing his face. It's almost again, kind of coming back to the relationship thing where you went on a great vacation with your ex-wife. And so you still want to have the vacation photo somewhere, but you like crop her out of the vacation photo. It's very weird because they don't want to acknowledge Foles or Doug P 
but they still want to show the Super Bowl trophy. Very interesting dynamic. I think Kelsey would have been a, and kind of going back to our roots of like a in the trenches team and, and the O-line being a focal point of this team. I, I like the idea of Hertz, but again, let's not give this guy a banner till he starts winning some games. So that's where I'm at. I, I would have went with a Jason Kelsey photo, Rob, how about you? What would you have liked to see in there? Yeah. First of all, I think the fact that folds is holding that trophy is an irrelevant issue. I think it's a non-issue that the media is making something out uh, that really is nothing. And, and it's not affecting hurts in any way. I can tell you that he's, he's mentally tough enough that that is not going to get in his psyche at all. That folds is holding that trophy, but I'm with you guys. I just think it's an odd choice. I, I feel like the super bowl was now four years ago. You're putting it up for the first time four years later on the outside. I mean, the Super Bowl victory goes in a banner on the inside of the stadium. You don't now put that outside. I I think that artwork is where you feature a player. I think someone like Kelsey would have been perfect, even Elaine Johnson, someone that's kind of the the heart of the team. Um, I I just I, I think it's an odd choice. I, one, I'm glad it's gone because it took them forever. It should have been gone literally the day he was traded. Um, that still blows my mind that it even took him that long. But, you know, I, I think we, most people know this is ke- likely Kelsey's last year. Um, I think if there's a decent chance of that, it would have been a perfect opportunity to celebrate him. All-time Eagle, still playing at a high level. I would have put him up there. That would have been my choice. Yeah. I mean, Kelsey was great. I I like the lane angle too, because lane still has a future with this team. He was a part of the super bowl. So again, you kind of hit, hit, hit both things there. All right. One more uh, news item to knock out before we dive into our training camp preview. Oh no. The NFL future power rankings from ESPN comes out ranking the Eagles 30th out of 32 I, I think that's, uh, a, I mean, the future power rankings are pretty insane because you're looking at young talent and certainly you can criticize our, our players under 25, but I think just the, the history of how he rose or not even Roseman really, but just in the Jeffrey Lurie era, we've always been competitive. That's why I'm slightly more optimistic about the team this year, because anytime they have a bad year, they seem to bounce back and, you you can't really recall in the Jeffrey Lurie era where they had back-to-back really bad years. So as much as we want to criticize Lurie for some of the stuff and some of his like heavy handedness and, you know, breaking down game film in his garage and forcing the team to draft JJ or Sega Whiteside, which was a huge mistake. I, I think overall, you got to kind of be happy with the way he's handled the team. Certainly not a bright spot now, but to put us 30th, I just think shows no, respect and and no just no kind of awareness I, of the history of the franchise sean i i completely agree with you i i think it's a joke quite honestly um i mean even let's look back to when chip kelly left the team was down and out we oh. won i don't i don't remember how many games we had won three or four something low like that um and not just jeffrey Lurie's culture and the new coach but you got to give howie credit he turned that roster around yeah really, really quickly and turned us into a Super Bowl champion team just a couple years later. So um, knowing what we have in terms of young talent, potentially Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith, I still think we have a good core on the line. You know, I still think uh, Sirianni can be a good coach, but then you parlay that knowing we have three first round picks that 
maybe we don't draft all three first round picks, but at minimum, they're going to be ammunition to either get a really top tier pick or another player. So, you know, knowing that I don't see how you put us 30th. I wouldn't even put us 30th for this season coming up, quite honestly. Yeah, I mean, those three first-round picks, we might be able to get the next uh, Nelson Aguilar, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, and Jalen Rager. No, I mean, yeah, even if he even if he kind of whiffs, you, a blind squirrel finds a nut, and even if Howie's drafting, I, I think we'll get something out of it. Justin, are you are you uh, as down on – I mean, come on, 30th in the future rankings? That's insane, right? No, I think this just goes to show how lazy these guys are and the fact that they just like to put something together real quick. And I I understand why they put us so low. I get it. Um, I think that they just don't have any insight into the team. And what they're doing is they're saying, you know, Hurts, you know, first year starter this season. What can he do for us? You know, what can he possibly do for us for the future? We got Sirianni coming in and his new coaching staff. And they're just saying, well, that's, that's a team that's obviously going to be at least in the bottom half right there. And then they're, you know, you look at our linebacker situation and where our secondary has been in the past and they're probably thinking, you know, let's put him, knock him down a couple pegs. I, I get it. I understand it at the same time. I think it just shows that they're not really doing any true analysis when looking at this team and probably others, you know, as you guys pointed out, we do have a, a what looks to be a solid future ahead of us. Um, and I think we can actually even do some solid damage this season and possibly even make the playoffs. So yeah, I, cap, I don't think there's any reason to put us so low, but I understand why they would. Cap space alone, uh, we're going to be in pretty decent shape. All right, enough messing around. Training camp about to kick off July 27th. It is uh, merely days away. And of course, the podcast is presented by WinBet. Head over to winbet.com, get in over there and uh, you register. Obviously, register over winbet.com, get a chance for a up to a $500 risk free bet. Terms and conditions apply. But WinBet, you want to get down on uh, the Eagles' win total, the Eagles to win the NFC East, hell, the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts uh, rushing touchdowns. I got down on that uh, over seven and a half. Let's go, baby. Training camp preview, uh, starting with the uh, defense, kick off the defensive line. I think it'll be fun to just give like a quick green flag, red flag, green flag, obviously something good. You want to see red flag, obviously a danger sign for that position group. For me, a D line, Javon Hargrave. I- I'm still kind of high on Javon Hargrave. I think between not really having a preseason, the whole training camp, guys like him who were coming from a new team and also dealing with injuries early on in the season, got off to a really slow start. He started uh, playing better towards the end of the season. So he comes in hitting the ground running. That is a definite green flag. Something I want to see on the opposite side, Fletcher Cox missing practice at all. There of course were reports of him kind of being a diva and the, the team catering to him. And again, he's, he's been good the past couple of years, but not, not dominant, not amazing. So I want to see him in there hungry, not take, not, you know, not sneaking off for a veteran day, not dealing with some sort of hamstring because he wasn't, didn't come in shape. I want to see him uh, firing on all cylinders. So if, if there's any sort of Fletcher Cox, you know, kind of dog in it, not a hundred percent, I'm going to be bummed. Rob defensive line. What are we looking at? I'm looking for Josh Sweat to take that next step. I, I think yeah. we've seen flashes. I think this is the year I, I really want to see him emerge. 
So I'm, I'm very anxious to see what we hear from him. I hope he does take that next step and, and I hope he can become a, a next level player. And, you know, on the other side, I don't want to see any dumb plays out of Derek Barnett. Yeah. Um, you know, he's shown tremendous talent at times. I still think he has tremendous potential. He's, he's, you know, he's fighting for that contract extension. Um, he's just, you know, made some dumb plays over the years that he needs to just cut out, whether they're penalties or, or otherwise. And I think this is the year he needs to eliminate those really mental mistakes. Um, so he can elevate his play. Yeah, no, I mean, he seems like a smart guy too. I, I just maybe loses control of his emotions and he's another guy. I mean, Cox has, has been nicked up over the years, but Derek Barnett too is he, he came in, you know, uh, deal with injury issues last year as well. And I think it kind of throws your whole season off. If you, if you come in like that, Josh sweat career high, six sacks, and maybe he can emerge uh, as that really like third down pass rushing end. Uh, maybe him and Kerrigan battle it out for that kind of Chris long role, Justin defensive line. What are you, what are you looking for in the preseason training camp? Anyone you got your eye on? Anyone? Yeah, you- I actually had down uh, Josh Sweat as well, but uh, Rob kind of said everything I think that needed to be said, so I can switch it up. and And I would say, um, I am interested to see how Ryan Kerrigan can play on this team, yeah. um, and see how we can rotate him in there, and and maybe he can be, you know, a solid backup. Uh, behind Brandon Graham there on the right side to see what we can do. Um, I'd like to see some of that. And you actually said the other player, red flag there, Fletcher Cox. I mean, I think he's kind of the anchor we need there. And if uh, if if uh, he starts affecting the mojo on the defensive line, I think it could really affect the other players um, there. So he's got to be a team leader. He's got to be the guy that we've looked to in the past you know, to hold these guys together. I know Brandon Graham does a little bit of that for us as well, but you know, Fletcher Cox has been such a stud for us in the past that we really need him to keep doing that. Yeah. You know, Kerrigan is an interesting one, Justin, and it, it, it almost likens me back to when we brought in Chris long. Uh, and you wonder if Kerrigan can kind yeah. of have a, a similar role. And, you know, I think Chris long exceeded all our expectations when he, he came here, he became part of the heart and soul of that defense. I don't know that Kerrigan can quite go to that level, but I, you know, I'm hoping he surprises me and he can. Maybe Kerrigan can set up a Nick Foles or not Nick Foles, but a Jalen Hurts shrine. Feel like that could really <laughs> the media would really be behind it. They're like, oh, Jalen Hurts, everyone in the locker room is really into Jalen Hurts. Then there's no way they're gonna trade him. No, I totally agree. And and Cox, like he's never been a leader, but just come on, dude. We need a little something out of you. Let's go. As far as linebacker, Alex Singleton, I I, I want to see Alex Singleton be a starter. I, I want him, I want him to kind of hang on to the momentum he had last year. Now we'll see if they end up starting him. I, I think technically the depth chart he's listed as the starter, but he's a dude from the CFL and the team never invests anything in linebacker. And I think they kind of got lucky here uh, for, but you know, kudos to the scouting and, Roseman for finding this guy off the CFL. I think he had a real impact on the team. I loved his tackling felt like he was all over the place. So Alex Singleton, I'm on board. I'd like to see him hold on to his starting job. 
red flag. Something I'm worried about is, is Davion Taylor, this guy that they brought in. It was supposed to be super athletic and barely played uh, high school football was very, very raw, uh, you know, coming out of college there, third round pick we, we used on him. Didn't see the field at all last year, which is kind of troubling considering how thin we were at linebackers. So Davion Taylor not getting involved or competing at least for a starting job to me is a red flag just for stuff overall. Justin, what about you? Any any thoughts on linebacker? What you're worried about? What you like, you know? Guy uh, I'm, I'm kind of looking into Sean Bradley. I'm hoping this season he could stay, take a step up for us. You know, he's a diehard Eagles fan, you know, oh, yeah. growing up. So I'd like to see if he could perform and, and what he can do there. Now, red flag actually overall for me is just, I mean, if you go through our depth chart at linebacker, it's, it, <laughs> there's quite a few holes. And I know Singleton played amazing for us last year and he was awesome. But I mean, if he's the guy that we're looking at and I'm bringing up Sean Bradley here to take a step up, I think we got a, a, a bit of a problem there, you know? So that, that's a big concern for me. And I'm going to be looking at this linebacker crew to, you know, perform a little bit uh, over the preseason here to see what we can put together. Yeah. No, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it, it linebacker has always just been a position. They don't really put money or time into, they, they brought in Eric Wilson from the Vikings who, who should be familiar with the type of uh, defense we're going to run. I uh, will. Oh, sorry to cut you off, Sean. I will say though, I mean, I think it'll, it'll show what Gannon can do if these linebackers are able to produce and take a step up, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that would be a, a defining moment for him. Rob, what about you? Yeah. I, I think you guys kind of hit the nail on the head, but I'm actually looking at uh, Davion Taylor from the other perspective. I, I want to see what he can do. He has a year under his belt. He was a third round pick, which is not, you know, an overly late round pick. They did. They probably took him a bit too high, but you know, I think he has the physical tools. He's, he's quick and, and whatnot. So let's see what he has. I want to see it. Um, what I don't want to see luckily has already come true because Nate Gary is no longer on the team. Uh, so God bless we don't, you know, we're already good there and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> what more else can you say? We don't have Nate Gary huge step up for the position group. Secondary, probably the biggest concern for the Eagles and the defense. I'll say this, a green flag for me is, if Zach McPherson, this guy that they drafted in the fourth round, if he can actually uh, compete for a starting job, I think that's a great sign for the team, for Howie Roseman's drafting abilities and for Gannon's defense. Uh, the red flag, of course, is if we don't figure out this second cornerback position. If if Craig James is our opening uh, day starter in the second cornerback position, we're really fucked. Uh, so that, that's kind of where I'm at. There's a lot to break down even at the, at the safety position as well. Uh, Rob, what are your thoughts uh, on the secondary? A lot of questions, obviously, but is there anything you'd like to see? I mean, there's, I want to see, I want to see Anthony Harris. I thought he was one of, if yeah. not our best off season signings. Um, you know, I'm not super familiar with him from elsewhere, but everything I read about him has been, been positive. So I'm hoping you know, him back there with McLeod or, or whoever else um, can at least, you know, give us some help over top. Um, you know, you hit the nail on the head of the second CB. I'm not going to, you know, belabor that. But I think, you know, I think the other thing that concerns me and I want to see is I think we need Darius Slay to continue to show he's a true number one 
uh, cornerback. Yeah. He showed it at times last year, but then I think there were a few games where he didn't show that. So I'm going to give him a complete pass. I still think he can be that true number one cornerback. I think the defense was just a total mess last year. I think uh, Jim Schwartz scheme was tough on cornerbacks. You know, we heard Slay complain about that, that it's you know tough to have interceptions with your back to the QB. Um, so, uh, but I, w- I want to see that. It gives me a little bit of concern, but clearly he's by far and away still our number one uh, CB. Yeah, yeah, definitely there. And again, you know, you pay him top money, you, you expect kind of top performance. He was good, but certainly probably didn't live up to the, the high price of the deal. Justin, secondary, Eagles, big concern, or, or maybe you're higher on the secondary than most. Where are you at? Um, no, I, I was just going to point out, and I think you guys hit it with Darius Slay. He underperformed. I mean, I don't think there's any ifs, ands, or buts about it. He underperformed last season, and it, I'd like to see him take a step up. I'm, I'm definitely looking at him um, right now, seeing what he can do in the offseason put together. A guy I'm also looking at is Kayvon Wallace. Yes. See if he can take a step up as well. Um, the kid looks like he's he's got a, maybe a decent future. Who knows? Uh, and th- that's where kind of things lie for me. And I'd like to see, I mean, if he could start to get into the rotation a little bit more, not even necessarily be a starter, but get in there, uh, make some bigger plays. Um, I'd like to see that happen. And then I know you guys brought up Nate Gary, but I mean, uh, what does Michael Jaquette have on Howie Roseman to still be on this team, the Nate Gary of the secondary right now. I mean, I don't understand it. What's the deal? Um, <laughs> how is that guy not cut? But uh, I just wanted to point that, that out, how he's still on the team. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, you know, with Z- them drafting Zach McPherson, he's gone and one of these other randos can knock out uh, Jaquette. Gave on Wallace again. Uh, safety out of Clemson, kind of hard hitting guy. He was roommates with Brian Dawkins' son. Dawkins was mentoring him. He just he seems like a great energy guy. Uh, seemed like he was a bit lost, and that's why he couldn't see the field much last season. So maybe, maybe he figures it out. I mean, he's he's one of those guys that I think has the intangibles, and I'm excited to to maybe uh, put it together. But we'll see. He still needs uh, he still needs a decent amount of work. All right, we're going to switch over to the offense just a second. Of course, want to uh, mention PropSwap.com, promo code SGP, perfect place to buy and sell sports tickets, real live uh, sports bets. So, you, uh, again, I, I'm going to be hanging on to my Nick Sirianni Coach of the Year ticket that uh, Kramer got me for got for me at 50 to 1. I'm not going to be selling it, but there's a chance I get off to a hot start. I head over to PropSwap.com, list that ticket, and uh, cash in. Of course, there are a lot of people who made money on their son's tickets at 40 to one, 30 to one guy sold his $500 uh, son's ticket at, at 40 to one got 16,000. So he got basically a, you know, 30 X plus return on it when the sons were up to nothing. And then obviously the sons, uh, you know, completely collapsed, but the guy buying the ticket again, got got the best price around and you can bid a uh, bit a, a lower price if you want to really try and get a deal i know that probably appeals to rob he's a big uh always finding the best deals best value big uh, big consumer advocate of rob and uh make sure you check it out <laughs> propswap.com promo code s g p if you, if you guys need any sort of uh recommendations 
TVs, cameras, phones. Rob is Rob is all in on the products. Gear Rob. <laughs> Stride strong opinions too. Very if you want to know what the correct hertz rate for your screen is, he was instrumental in the uh, you know, um, I don't even know what you call it, uh advice giving on the uh, TV purchase for the studio. So and you're a satisfied customer, no? Yeah, no, TV's awesome. Got 4K, got the Olympics going uh, right now, getting a little action on it. Training camp, offense, offensive line. For me, a green flag would be uh, Landon Dickerson playing in the preseason. Of course, he had, uh, you know, the kind of that career or season ending uh, injury at Alabama that got him in for one snap on the, uh, on the championship game. Dude is a beast and maybe they're going to groom him to be the next Kelsey, or maybe he's just going to be an awesome guard. Either way, if he can play in the preseason, I, there's a world where he's competing for a, a starting job, maybe later in the season. We'll see. I, I don't want this to be a red shirt season for uh, Dickerson. I'd really like for him to be able to see the field. Uh, I think that'll be huge. So that's, that's really what I got my eyes on in training camp. Second round pick at Alabama red flag for me is, Jason Kelsey uh, having snapping issues. Um, he he kind of had a bunch of weird issues with the snaps. Uh, I'm going to throw it. Uh, I'm going to blame it 100% on Carson Wentz. But if we see any sort of issues with Hertz uh, this year in the preseason, in training camp, that's a big red flag for me. We can't be putting the ball on the ground. Got to get the got to get the simple stuff right. And uh, Jason Kelsey having any sort of snapping issues, I'm going to be pretty pissed. Rob, offensive line. Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think the most important thing that I want to see is uh, I'll, I'll pair these two together. Brandon and Lane come back completely healthy. We, we can't afford any setback with either of those two. They really need to anchor that right side of the line. I, they look great. Uh, you know, everything I see, Brandon Brooks is doing crazy workouts on Instagram. Lane's doing workouts. But they've both had serious injuries. Um, so I just want to see they come through training camp unscathed. It's a little different. I don't really have ish- have questions about their performance. I know if they're healthy, those guys are going to perform. I just want to see them come through unscathed. And then my concern is the left tackle, actually. I'm optimistic, but I'm concerned at the same time. We know there's going to be a battle occurring between Dillard and Mylotta and my concern is that not one of them really emerges. I want to see one of them really take the job and be the clear front runner. I don't want to see us in a position where, well, they're both okay, but neither is really great because it's too important of a position to not have that clear starter. So that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of the worst case scenario is that Dillard and my are both just okay. And we, we don't have that. A strong left tackle. We don't have it established. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you know how it shakes out. I, I still. I kind of hope my Lada is the guy, but you know Dillard is saying all the right things, basically admitting you know he was mentally soft. But never want to see that a player just kind of admitting he wasn't mentally tough enough. Maybe he'll figure it out uh, next year. Maybe he'll uh, randomly pursue a career in firefighting like uh, Danny Watkins. Justin, what about you? Yeah, my- Offensive line. Mine's actually flipped uh, to Rob's to a certain extent. My concern, actually, and I'll start with that, is just Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson and making sure that they're healthy to start the season. 
Um, if anything happens to them, um, we know how quickly this ship starts to sink on the offensive line, um, which means that what I'm really going to be looking at here is Nate Herbig and Matt Pryor to see, hmm. you know, can they step it up a little bit in the preseason and training camp? Can they start to get into that upper echelon of, uh, you know, linemen and be able to fill in when necessary um, and make that leap? Uh, Nate had some solid snaps last season. He, he uh, sparked my interest a little bit. I'd like to see if he could uh, take it up a notch. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, that's the thing, too. I think one at least silver lining of all the insane injuries our offensive line had last year is that we were so deep with experience because literally, Jack, you know, Jack Driscoll had to play like every lineman on a roster had to play last year and got starting reps. So at, at least, you know, we have some experience there and knock on wood, no one's coming into camp uh, with an injury so the, far. The other interesting thing that I think maybe just something to watch is I'm not a hundred percent convinced that Samalu's job is safe as a starter uh, for the duration of the season. Um, whether it's Dickerson or even Herbig, as you said, Justin yeah. could ultimately push him. I mean, I think he's had his moments. I think he's been solid, but I, I still think overall he has the potential to be the weakness across that line. Um, you know, certainly the rights, the, you know, not as steadfast as the right guard, uh, with Brandon book. So I think there could be some competition at that, at that position. Yeah. I mean, especially if Dickerson is, is hundred percent healthy. I, I think he's a better player when healthy than say Amalu. So, you know, he could be on his way out there as far as starting running back position, a lot of interesting, uh, moves here. They, they drafted Kenny Gainwell, uh, in the fifth round, I would say for me, green flag is, is miles Sanders getting going, catching passes again. He was one of the worst receiving running backs in the league. And like one of the worst receivers, uh, you know, all in the NFL last year, if you look at some of the advanced metrics, but is, is a rookie year. He was really good at catching the ball and was a dynamic receiver. Hopefully they get the screen game dialed in uh, this year, but I, I think miles Sanders, I, you know, if he can get past the drops and again, I'm going to blame it all hundred percent on Carson Wentz. I, if he can get past the drops and he did seem to catch the ball better when Hertz was in there, Hertz has more of a touch on the ball in the short area. That is a great sign for me. So I, seeing that in training camp, seeing that in preseason, is a uh, is a definite green flag for me. Red flag is if if Jordan Howard makes this fifty three man roster. I, I I mean, God bless you, Jordan Howard, but we're ready to move on. I don't know why they resigned him. I'd rather just go with like an Elijah Holyfield or some of these young guys that maybe have some potential. I mean, he's been injury plagued even when he was in briefly last year. I didn't see anything. Uh, I am I I don't know about Carry On Johnson even making the. I don't think he's a lock to make the roster. And if there was a quote unquote surprise cut, I think carry carry on Johnson might be that guy, but if Jordan Howard makes a 53 man roster, I, I'm not feeling great about the Eagles uh, running back room. Rob, where are you at with RBs this year? Yeah. I want to see Miles Sanders is the clear feature back. I, I am so over the running back by rotation um, that seemingly had no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, Far too many times last year, it seemed like we were just throwing guys in for the sake of throwing them in. I want to see Miles Sanders be a true every round down back, 
I think he can improve the receiving. Clearly he can run. He's a home run hitter too on the, you know, uh, on the runs. And I want to see him do that. Obviously there's going to be change of pace. Obviously other guys are going to get some touches, but I don't, I want to see by far and away, Miles Sanders get the majority of the touches. Um, as to the red flags, I guess I'm with you, Sean. I, I just don't see what benefit, um, you know, we get to keeping those other guys. I, I'd rather see the the young guys. Let's see what they can do. This is a transition year, uh, so I don't see I, I don't see what Jordan Howard really brings to the table versus taking a shot with some of these younger guys. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Jordan Howard. Come on, what what are we doing here, Jordan Howard? This is supposed to be a youth movement. Uh, Justin, where are you at with the running backs coming into camp here? Yeah, I'm with you. I'd like to see Miles. Um, obviously, he's he's going to be a, a huge threat on our offense. Um, hopefully, and uh, hopefully, be a leader on that offense as well. Um, but I, I think you guys pointed out something. I mean, Boston Scott's still on our depth chart as well. And yeah, I know you pointed out Jordan Howard, but if Boston Scott's a guy who's you know the number two back, that's pretty eye opening as well. Um, I would I would hope that uh, with a new regime. We're able to get either Kirion or uh, Gainwell going there to be the second back. Um, I, I could understand Boston being the second back here if uh, if it was still Doug and he knows the offense and whatnot. But you know, with Sirianni in there now, you would hope that some new blood would be able to come in, galvanize this team, and get things going. And I'm mean, with Rob. You know, I want Miles to get the bulk of the carries, but at the same time, uh, he also needs to stay healthy. So I think that's a little bit of a concern as well because he's been banged up in the past um, here and there. But he's got to be kind of our cowbell back if we're going to be able to get things going this season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm optimistic, though. I mean, Kenny Gainwell could be really fun in, in the past game. We saw what Antonio Gibson uh, did for the uh, Redskins this past season, and there's a, there's potential Kenny Gainwell kind of gets there. Everyone has said that if he would have played last year, uh, you know, he kind of sat the year out. If he would have played, he would have been like round two, round three pick. Instead, he slipped to the fifth round, but he only played one year, but he, he looked great uh, coming out of Memphis there, and I'm excited of what they can do with him as far as the receivers and tight ends. I mean, everyone wants to see uh, Devonta Smith, but I think a red flag for me is if early and, you know, I'm not going to bail on him, but if early uh, Devonta Smith struggles getting off press coverage, we see that in, in, tra- in training camp or just even in uh, some of these preseason games, if you're struggling to get off the line or getting pushed out of bounds, that's a massive, a red flag for Devonta Smith. As far as a green flag, something I really hope to see Jalen Rager, some improved route run. I mean, I I think in general, his rookie season was kind of sloppy for a lot of reasons. He still does have some athleticism. And I think the Sirianni uh, system of, you know, kind of going to a true West coast sets it up. Well, we saw a little bit of that uh, for him towards the end of last year, some runs after the catch, which I think is, could be his wheelhouse. If we just see some of that athleticism, if his route running gets a little crisper, uh, he seems to have a good connection with Hertz. So overall, specifically, I would say his route running, I'd like to see that get polished up a little bit. Justin, what do you see? What do you want to see and not want to see out of the uh, pass catchers? Well, I, I'm definitely looking at Devonte, especially if he can line up against Slay there in practice and in training camp, you know, see what those two can, uh, you know, yeah, how they can motivate Slay, each other. Yeah. 
see some one-on-one action there. And then the big, the big thing I'm going to be looking at and trying to figure out is, you know, who's going to get that third wide receiver spot. Is it going to be Greg Ward? Is it going to be Fulgham? You know, who's, who, who's going to be able to take that leap there and um, be that third wide receiver for us. I agree with the route running that you pointed out with Rager. Um, Yeah, that was definitely questionable last season. And he's definitely got to be working on that. Yeah, if Fulgham doesn't win that starting job, I think that's kind of a a red flag. I mean, I love me some Greg Ward, but he's clearly not the most athletic of the bunch. He's just a reliable dude who can catch the ball. And maybe there's a place there's I think there's a place for him on the team. But, you know, when you're talking 11 personnel, three receivers, a.k.a. essentially your starters, I I would hope Greg Ward isn't out there. And that uh, Fulgham can get his head, get his shit together and, and be dialed in there. Rob, where are you at? Pass catchers, 2021 training camp. What do you, I, I know we're going to have the group text going of just sending the different uh, beat reporters tweets of like oh, absolutely. five second clips, uh, you know, and Sirianni's got some like giant pool net with like, uh, you know, some hands taped onto it that he's trying to smack balls down. I, I can't wait. I, I think it's all about Rager. Like you said, uh, clearly he had a disappointing rookie season. Um, you know, I don't know what it was if, if he was injured, if obviously the offense was dysfunctional, but we need to see him uh, really show that elusiveness that we were expecting that speed. And that's what I want to see from him. I, you know, I'm convinced Devonta Smith is coming in. He's going to be in shape. He's going to be ready. Sure. There may be a learning curve, but he's going to be ready to go. Uh, and, and the thing that I really want to see with that, and this kind of just goes to the offense in general is I want to see our receivers getting the ball in space. I want to see them crossing over the middle slants, things like that. I don't want to see just go routes, these out routes where, you know, they're getting the ball and there's no chance to get yak that I, I think Doug relied upon. I mean, we've talked about this before, but we never ran slants last year and it was like infuriating. I don't know if it's because we were in 12 personnel so much. So the tight ends were in the middle of the field, but I want to see our playmakers getting the ball in space. So that's really what I'm looking for. In addition to the performance of the receivers themselves, Um, the red flags, I don't want to see Fulgham disappear. I'm hoping he's not a flash, uh, you know, a a four game flash. I, I hope he can emerge. I hope he can be that outside guy because if he can, it allows us to potentially put Rager in the slot and then you have a more dynamic guy in the slot. And I think it could really open up the offense. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want Fulton to be the, uh, the, uh, you know, Jeremy Lynn of the NFL. He he's got, he's got more good (laughs) weeks in him. Come on, let's go Fulton. Closing it out with the quarterback position. Obviously all eyes will be on Nick Mullins. Uh, just kidding. Everyone's <laughs> going to be watching Jalen Hurts. There's a lot of talk about his 52% completion percentage, but like I said, I, I watched the video of that uh, super nerdy guy on YouTube breaking down every one of his throws. And I, I, I was kind of, I test, I thought his accuracy wasn't that bad. Um, he did have some issues last year in camp with the accuracy and, and kind of running before he had to and running in like seven on seven drills where you shouldn't run. You should just, you know, hang in the pocket and figure it out and just see how things progress. He so, was a rookie with no camp during COVID. Let's take that into consideration. <laughs> I will. I I'm factoring it in, but that's why I, I want to see some crisp passes. I love the touch he has on the ball overall, but if, if there's some accuracy issues and we saw them from Wentz last year in camp kind of wrote it off 
But if I'm seeing those out of Hertz in camp, I'm going to be worried. The green flag, what I want to see, uh, there's there's a lot of specific stuff you could get into about his game and ball placement and, and progression reading and all that stuff, and it's good stuff. But overall, just his swag. Uh, right now, he he's carrying himself as the QB1, changed his jersey to, to QB1. He has the confidence, posted all the right workout videos. I just want to see that kind of carry over to when we're actually seeing some live action. So I would just encompass it in one word. Jalen hurts or one phrase, Jalen hurts swag. Justin, what do you want to see out of, uh, out of the QBs coming into camp? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely, I mean, the only guy we want to look at is hurts. First of all, you know, I Rob pointed out the slants. I mean, Doug did call plays with slants. The problem was, is that Carson wouldn't throw guys open. Number one, number two, yeah. he, if he w- did scramble, he cut off half of the field and the play was over and he couldn't get it. So, I mean, that's actually going to be a big thing that I'm looking at with hurts. Number one, can he throw guys open? Number two, I know he's got legs, but is he trying to get the ball out quick? I mean, that's the biggest thing with the QB and a successful QB is can you get the ball out quick? Um, so I'm going to be looking at, you know, getting the ball out right away, not him relying on his legs to make plays necessarily. Um, obviously if a plays play breaks down, yeah, use your legs, but think throw first. I think that's key. And number two, throwing the guy open, you know, that that's something where I think Carson really lacked. And we started to see that with his mechanics and not being able to, and his accuracy starting to suffer. So I, I think those are two of the biggest things we got to look at when it comes to Hertz. Rob, Jalen Hurts already already kind of you know laid out a solid case for his uh, okay camp last year. What do we want to see? What do we not want to see out of the kid coming into this uh, camp? Yeah, I mean we we've already hit the hit, you know touched upon it. I want to see poise and see him take control of this offense. It seems like he's already taking control. It seems like everyone is bought in. Guys like Lane Kelsey, they want to see what he has. They're all you know all in. Uh, and I just want to see that continue. I want to see the rapport with the receivers grow. And I do want to see that accuracy and his ability to throw people open. What I don't want to see is ball security issues. We have lived yes. for the past how many years with Wentz with the fumbles, not necessarily interceptions, but the fumbles. And Hertz, you know, as solid as I think he played last year, he did have some fumble issues of his own. And we can't tolerate that. He has to, you know, keep the ball secure. So I think that has to be a focus for him coming in the year two here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that his fumbling issues may have gotten swept under the rug. He to his credit. He recovered some and he had that. I mean, one of his, uh, one of his better plays you could argue of the season was when he, when he got stripped and then picked it up and had a nice feel, Nice uh, throw down the field. Obviously, you don't want to incorporate that into your game, fumbling and then picking it up and uh, tossing it downfield, closing it out. One uh, one person that could be a, a shining star. There's always someone that the that the fan base kind of latches on to that just does really well in camp. Sometimes they end up becoming good. A lot of times they they fizzle out. But um, I, I think, and again, he's already getting a little bit of buzz. But I think Kenny Gainwell could be uh, could be a pretty fun player for this. He's just a running back that I think is going to fit really well in the system. I think he could be a good 
uh, running back to partner up with uh, Miles Sanders. Maybe they use them. There's talk of some uh, pony formation, having both running him and uh, Miles Sanders in the backfield at the same time. So the rookie running back out of Memphis, I'm excited to see him. And I think he could, he could shine, especially in in training camp in these preseason games. What about you, Justin? Anyone that uh, could turn some heads we haven't hit on or, or that could surprise some people? Uh, I think we hit on him. I think when you when you pick these guys, you got to go with somebody who, you know, is fresh blood, somebody new to the team that, you know, the reporters are excited to see. So I think Gainwell, you hit the nail on the head with him. I think um, Landon Dickerson's a guy I think everybody's just going to be talking about nonstop as well, um, talking about how he's doing. Um, so I, I'd, I'd say him as well. I think you're going to hear a lot of buzz. Um, and, you know, hopefully it's all good stuff and we can really count on him next season if Kelsey ends up retiring. Oh, that's a, that's a fun one. Uh, what about you, Rob? Closing it out. Who do you think is going to be a, uh, who, who do you got as like a shining star here of Eagles training camp? Yeah. So I think Gainwell is probably the safest, but I do think every year in training camp, there's this under the radar receiver that, yeah. you know, our fans just latch on to and act like he's going to be the next, like, you know, Jerry Rice or whatever it may be. Um, and, and I think it's going to be, you know, I went back and forth who it's going to be this year. I'm going to say Quez Watkins. He, he showed a little flash with some speed, you know, maybe he'll show some flashes in camp. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say him, that's going to be my pick. It just seems like every year we latch on to one of these underdog guys and pretend like he's going to become the next star. Well, and, and before we close things out, final question, does JJ Arcega Whiteside make the 53 man roster. Rob, I'll let you answer because Justin's opinion is tainted because he has, <laughs> he can't, he can't, he can't respond objectively. Rob realist. Rob does. Is our Sega Whiteside on the 53 man roster? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to I'm gonna say yes too, because he, he does well in camp. He's had two good camps. He just sucks. Once the uh, games happen. So I think it'll be tough for the coaches to cut him because let, I, let me, I think everyone's starting with a fresh slate to some degree. Yeah. And I, I just want to explain why I, I think the mentality is obviously we took him with a high pick. This is the boomer bust year, but I could see them rationalizing that. Well, we have a new coach, a new offense, and you know, Sirianni is supposed to be very good with wide receivers. And I could see them saying, well, let's see if he can get anything out of them. And if he can't this year, then he's gone but I could see him giving him the benefit of the doubt because he was a high pick. Now I understand your guys' logic. I completely get it, but I am actually going to say that he is not going to make the 53 man roster. I think, really? you got, I think you got guys like Greg Ward, you got Hightower, you have Watkins, which Rob pointed out, Fulgham, Rager, Smith, all before him. Um, I don't know. I don't, maybe the practice squad, but I don't see the 53 man roster. Yeah. Justin, it's all right, man. You can still wear the jersey. <laughs> we gotta get him. I as soon as if he's not on cameo already, we gotta we gotta get him to do a, a shout out for Justin. JJ <laughs> White side. Uh, it's uh, cameo. it's like a parent, you know. Like they yeah. got their kids stuff. They're not even good, but they're on the team. Yeah, he'll uh, put it in the basement one day. He'll pull it out and fond memories of the uh, JJ Arcega White side. I think it's already framed in Justin's living room. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in to the diehard Eagles podcast. Just getting started here. Going to 
once camp's uh, live, well, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of episodes, uh, preseason games to recap football right around the corner. Make sure you download the SGPN app, uh, drop a, a nice little rating and review there and a chance to win free gear every Monday with AKA merch Monday for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob for Justin go birds, go birds. Go birds.